Hey Siri, play Social Geek Radio. Okay, Social Geek Radio podcast coming up. Hello, geeks, and welcome to Social Geek Radio. I'm Jack Munson, your host and marketing consigliere. It's Marketing Monday, and our friend Marissa Friedman is back to talk a little automation in marketing and maybe some TikTok. Today's show is brought to you by Answer Connect, Thrive, and our newest sponsor on Social Geek, True Presence. True Presence has an integrated digital marketing platform for franchises and multi-location businesses with a marketing tech stack that powers your website, email marketing, e-commerce, social media, and directories management. True Presence has developed a new technology that can better track franchise websites, including franchise microsites. They track and report on 75 SEO attributes that indicate health. They compare franchise locations to each other and to local competitors and report back to you what needs improvement in order to perform better. Learn more at truepresence.com. Marissa Friedman is the self-described executive cat herder, and she rejoins us on Social Geek right now. Hey, Marissa, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, Jack? So glad to be back. And it was so good to see you a couple of weeks ago in sunny San Diego, your hometown. Um, had a great time at the IFA and uh, loved getting to see you in the wild and giving your no. presentation. I know. I feel like for so long we were internet friends. Well, we were in-person <laughs> friends and then we became extensive internet friends. And it was just nice to be around people, right? To be around humans. Yeah. I mean, yeah. How many of us needed that? I think we all needed it. <laughs> it was a little weird because I saw a lot of people I haven't seen in two or three years. And my God, they're all two or three years older. So I don't know what's happening with people. But... I mean, I haven't aged at all. So I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> On TikTok and Instagram, you have not aged whatsoever. And, and we're going to get to uh exactly. <laughs> we're gonna get to TikTok in just a moment but I, I did want to point out to everybody who um maybe didn't get to see Marissa's presentation at the IFA it is available at franchise.org if you're a registered attendee you can go there and check it out it was really good and um I, I think what I like the best about it is you're you're kind of pushing us all forward a little bit right? Um, talking about marketing automation and, and automation in tech and AI, it, it's not the old IFA where, you know, it took 10 years for us to have a presentation about building a website. So I, I was really glad we, we got on some, you know, much more technologically progressive um, topics this year. And, and just, you know, everybody loved your presentation on automation. Yeah, you know, I think the feedback has been so, I mean, it, it quite literally has been very overwhelming because I think one of the things that I wanted to get across for everybody that came in and, and to be fair, the, the title of it was essentially like, here's the marketing and automation trends for 2022. It's just taking some really high level data and really high level concepts and saying like, at a six foot level, this is what we need to, to be aware of. And so I did spend, you know, such a significant amount of time just saying like, right now today, you know, 76% of you are using some form of AI weekly, maybe not at work, but in your lives, right? So the, the first thing to do when we have really 
challenging technologies to relate it immediately. And I spent so much time looking at the room and seeing the nodding of the heads and people going, okay, yeah, I do. And, and seeing that, you know, 85% of executives believe that AI is going to allow them to get a competitive advantage. Okay. That's great statistics, but now what? And so my job has always kind of been when I speak and I educate to get people that six foot information, because, you know, I mean, Jack, you know, marketers, we live in the world of acronyms and algorithms. Sometimes we get very excited about all of these three letter words and and we leave the audience going WTF, right? Because the the goal is, I want you to be able to implement this, but I also want to make it safe for you to know that humans will be a part of AI deployment. And um, the biggest piece of feedback that I got, and this is probably from like 26 different C-level executives of very large organizations, was my example of the Coinbase kind of Super Bowl commercial. Yep, which that was, like that was the one data. we were all talking about, <laughs> absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there was no data to support that that was gonna be the winning commercial, right? It was just, and I think it, it just goes to, to show you that for all the facts and data and all of the pieces of information, there is some value to that gut feeling or that you know disruption that everybody wants, but it, it also just, maybe they needed all the stats and the facts and the data to tell them there was nothing to support it so that they could do it. You know, there's, there's tons of different perspectives on that, but I think the three points that I tried to, to get across to everybody is like, this is something that you need to pay attention to. This is something that can help you in a market where it's hard to find, attract and retain talent. Right. And the goal is that we're trying to make things reasonable and you still have to do that whole, you know, build, know, like, and trust that whole thing that we've been harping on since the days of Mad Men, right? Like (laughs) the only difference is is there's technology that goes with it, right? Right. We have technology and no cigarettes now. That's the only difference between now and 1964. I mean, we could go off on a tangent on that. <laughs> you know, but I mean, I think it's like at the end of the day, we're it's important that we're just designing experiences that the people and the technology can handle. And I think what happened is tech, you know, we saw a rise of, of what I would call really terrible chatbots, right? And and by really terrible, like if a customer <laughs> or someone needs an experience and they just get in this loop of of hell, like that's not the right direction. Right. And that's kind of why I had to point out, Hey, there's like three things we need to pay attention to. Um, because at the end of the day, AI is there to find patterns and create opportunity, but someone has to apply it. And that's why this idea of this conversational marketing, like what is conversational marketing? And it's like, it's just a way to create interactions and convert people into leads by dialogue driven kind of, you know, back and forth. And it's not, it's not, I need help with this. It, it becomes something that's more conversational and real. And we find that those things work really well. But I mean, anyone that's been stuck, I mean, in a chat bot or like, even if you've called a phone number, you know, and I joke about this, like I'm the first person to just keep hitting zero because I just right. want to human. And I it's think it's going to do that. something different, right? Like, yeah. you feel like you're disrupting their system if you just hit zero 75 times. Yeah. And, you're, and your hope is, is like maybe some human will point me in the right direction. Right. And I, and I think that for as much as we automate, there's there's great times in the consumer journey to automate. And there's other times where like, someone expresses the right intent, like they should talk to a person, right? Right. You know, 
one of my favorite people that I work with is a, is a young woman that um, she's an incredible, incredible fractional sales strategist. And she always says, you know, when the phone rings, money's calling. And it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like when the chatbot rings and someone says that they want pricing for enterprise licenses, you know, should they go to a form or should they go right to a rep? I mean, <laughs> obviously like if someone's interested in enterprise licenses for whatever it is, like, someone should call them. Yeah. It shouldn't be the same chat bot that's telling you, you know, the store is open till 8 PM today. Exactly. exactly. You know, I've, I've noticed a a decline in chat bots and when, and I just thought of it now, when you said terrible chat bots, of course, the first thing that came to my mind was United airlines um, who had a chat bot that I used to argue with all the time. And um, it's gone away. I, I think someone there finally realized it was actually creating friction instead yeah. of making the experience smoother. So whoever fired Alex, the chat bot over there, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. Well, and I think that's why the other three concepts that I talked about were so important because I really talked about this idea of true automation and personalization and just kind of this AI driven content and like CRM optimization, they all work together pretty harmoniously. So you'll even see like, if you have a cell phone provider now and you want to upgrade your phone, that experience is way easier because there is kind of a human element to it, guiding it along, kind of shepherding Mm -hmm. it. And I think again, like we've all experienced really, really bad automation. And I, and I give some examples, you know, I'm on the road all the time and I might be in a city just for a day. And so in order to get a coffee, I have to give my phone number or the phone number is tied into the POS database. And, you know, I'll just get advertisements for this little coffee shop in the middle of Iowa. I'm like, I'm not going back to Iowa anytime soon, but you know, that could be construed as bad automation because the chances are like never physically going to be there again. So I think people are taking a second to take a step back, but you know, at this point it's 2022. So for some people, 2020 and 2021 were, were really big learning years. And I mean, let's face it, we're, we're almost into the end of Q1 of 2022. And, and what have people done? You know, a lot of people have been waiting. <laughs> There's not going to be a miracle solution, right? So you have to pick something and run with it. Back in a moment after this word from Answer Connect. Everyone has a phone, but not everyone is answering the phone correctly. When you spend marketing dollars to grow your business, you cannot afford to miss any calls or answer the phone with, hey, Answer Connect is open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year to support new business, current clients, or urgent calls, and they send messages to you immediately. They integrate with many of today's popular CRMs, taking advantage of technology and taking one more thing off of your to-do list. In addition to taking calls, they can set appointments, follow up with potential customers via form fill inquiries, and make outbound calls for reinvigoration campaigns. Let Answer Connect work in your business so you can work on your business. Call Answer Connect at 800-584-0234. That's 800-584-0234 or visit answerconnect.com slash franchise. You said something about automation helping people. I think maybe we're finally turning the corner on that where for so long, I think everyone's been afraid that automation was going to take away you know, the, the need for their human job. Right. But I, I think more people are seeing automation and certain technologies as 
sort of taking care of the day-to-day stuff that you don't want to do anyway. Right. right. And, and, you know, in my world, that's maybe ad buying or it's <laughs> yeah. right. Or, or it's, you know, uh, creating something that, um, that a franchise system needs to push out to franchisees or anything like that. And you want to get that off of your desk. You don't need to spend your day pushing buttons. Let automation do that. So you can spend more time thinking about what the heck you're going to do in 2023 and 2024, right? Like, like that's what you need to spend your time on as a marketer. Yeah. And I mean, human discretion oversight is still a thing, right? So, you know, I kind of, I often joke sometimes that like people are comparing what they do to being like Homer Simpson pushing a button. Right. And I'm like, that's, that's not what you do. That's not where your value is. Right. And so like I joke, it's like, what do the machines do well? And I'm like, well, they can just identify patterns at such a rapid pace that a human could not do those calculations. And so what's the human's job? The human's job is to look at the data and make the interpretation and the analysis and say like, okay, cool. Hey, we've noticed this pattern in this region. We should probably invest more in this and let's automate these alerts so that we can let, you know, four, so, so let four people know at the same time, this pattern that we're seeing, that's where we use the automation, right? So think of it this way. Think of how many meetings would have to happen in a department if someone noticed that a particular region started trending and what things were trending and who needed to be notified, or we can automate that process all the way to like the meeting. So now your meeting, right, becomes very actionable because everyone's been notified about what the patterns are and a short analysis has already been done by the parties that need to. And so now you've made that process and that flow easier. And now you're not just a human pushing a button, you're a human making decisions, right, about what needs to happen. And I think that, you know, I, I give the example of graphic designers, right? When when Canva came onto the market, you know, oh my God, they're going to take our job and they're not going to hire graphic designers. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, your best life is designing people's LinkedIn headers and newsletters. Right. That's not your- Right. Again, it's, it's the day-to-day <laughs> mundane yeah. stuff that you want to get exactly. off of your desk or your drafting table and, and focus on something much more valuable. Right. And, and just understanding that those tasks that you already do, you can automate them at a, at a higher frequency and speed, right, to improve, you know, the outcomes of whatever you're trying to do. But it still comes down to a group of humans kind of looking at everything and, and making those decisions. And, and sometimes those decisions are data driven. And sometimes it's like, yeah, we have all this, but we're not going to do it. We're going to try this anyway. Right. I, I go back to the Coinbase commercial because at the end of the day, you know, disruption or market disruption, there's, there's a combination of ways that you can generate interest online, you know, marketing a company. But part of it is just understanding, like, what do people want, giving them more of that while also at the same time trying to figure out how to push out your stuff in an ethical way. And I think we're so bombarded from the minute we wake up to the minute we go to sleep, it takes repetition. And I think that's the part that the industry forgets about is that they spend all this time, effort, and energy for one particular campaign. And if it doesn't produce what they want in 30 days, they throw it away. And it's like, folks, we're going to the gym. We've made a commitment to our marketing. (laughs) We're going to do this on a regular basis, right? But I think everyone wants this boot camp where something's going to work. And patience is part of this equation. Patience and actually giving the data time to marinate and actually 
putting something out there for a consistent period of time and watching the results is what will win overall. And that's what we see the top brands doing, right? I mean, the top brands, you know, good, bad, right, wrong, and different, they stick with it and they keep going because they realize, oh, like we need a reasonable time period for this to go. And I think what happens is there's all kinds of stuff out there that's telling you that this should be working and two weeks or a month. And, and let's be real. Yeah. Like those are people that are selling programs and courses. Yeah, and it, it absolutely is. And, and if you um, aren't giving something 90, 120 days to see some results, especially from advertising, then mm-hmm. you're doing exactly what you were saying about, you know, somebody goes to the gym once and they don't see any effect. So they quit. Yeah. And I just think I, I always try to, Again, give these examples that are pretty like simple to digest because when I can relate that across a topic, you'll see people laugh. And I watched people in their room laugh and chuckle or like nudge the person next to them because I know exactly what's happening, right? There's, there's a visionary CIO or CTO that's having to kind of swim against, right? The way things have always been done. And by the way, the way things have always been done is not bad. All we're doing is adding a little bit of automation and tech on it. So we're not necessarily throwing out everything that's been done. I mean, I think direct mail, right, was on the rise over the past two years because people were where? In their homes. So we can't discount the blending of different types of ways of reaching and connecting with our customers. But when people refuse to acknowledge that this is here, that's where we see, you know, that's where the gaps start to form very quickly. It's like you either just, you know, people know the, uh, you know, Wendy's kind of Twitter, right. It's just yeah. like ultimate be all thing, you know, it just started because they had a lean budget and, you know, they had to think differently and what was their differentiator, just snarkiness. Right. So, I mean, you know, how much did that cost? I mean, it's, it's, you know, somebody with a great dry sense of humor, you know, kind of behind all of that, there was no data to support that that would work. Right. right. They just picked something and they stuck with it. Just like the Super Bowl commercial you mentioned, there's exactly. no, there's no data that can measure snark, at least not yet. Right. And I don't think there's any AI program that can predict nostalgia yet. I think, and I think that's, that brings us to all these new platforms, right? Like all of a sudden, you know, you have a, a tool like a TikTok come onto the market, Jack, and there was no way to tell based on any data that like, Celine Dion's song from the early 90s would be trending or that like you know just the types <laughs> of music that are hitting number one or these cartoon songs from, yeah you know like the backyard against I mean for those of you that have children you know it's like how are these things trending there's no predictor of how that happens people just find something or hear something and it becomes this this trend and like you know and it's funny because you watch and the music industry can't figure it out like they're just like oh well I guess we do this now and, and it's an anomaly, but it's also, it is a true market disruptor because things that shouldn't work do and the perfect stuff doesn't. And so that's what the fun of like all of this technology is, is just figuring out how to play within the framework. We'll be back next week with part two of our conversation with Marissa, and we will go deep on TikTok. Before we go, a quick word from Thrive. 
Thrive is an end-to-end client experience software for growing franchise brands. With their turnkey solution, franchisors can be confident every location is running and growing on the same franchise marketing software. Easily view your best and worst performing locations, filtered by metrics such as geography, average order value, number of appointments, and more. Keep tabs on your entire business and individual locations all from one place. Check it out today at thrive.com slash features slash franchises. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. We're here to help you get yourself ready for the comeback of a lifetime. This is the Social Geek Radio Network.